Hello, and welcome back to the Alchemist Club. I'm Joe, your host and your dungeon master for another thrilling D&D adventure. Joining me here today we have... Daniel, playing Jed Fleet. Hey all, playing Mushroom Desmond. I'm Zach and I play Falrock. Matt and I play Leolin. Waffle playing Tarjax. We have a fan letter from Patches. Yeah, oh everybody's Hi, favorite fan letter writer. Just mostly our, because our Alchemist Club super fan. I would yeah. say. Yeah. By volume of questions asked, <laughs> he is. I'm pretty sure he has uh, beaten Platinum Patreon member Kenny out of the running. Not just that, but I would yeah. like to take another moment and just uh, draw attention to how quickly they went through all what we're 135 episodes now yeah i guess 134 but just the the speed i remember mm -hmm. way way back when patches was like hey, i'm on up i'm on episode 30 i'd like to have this question answered and we're <laughs> like "Ooh, patches you got a long road ahead of you and yet here we are so good work patches yeah all caught up i'm pretty sure we're close to it yeah anyway letter Patch is here. Hello, friends, and welcome to the future. Today we visit What If episode 163, where the crew finally asks Angloria what her brother's name is and what he looks like. It turns out he was a necromancer who was exiled from Sildal. She doesn't have any proof that the true church actually has him, but hasn't been able to contact him since he was exiled. Woe well unto those who would murder the brother of a friend. Okay, uh, so oh. she's just irrationally worried. Yeah, it's like, I'm sure he's fine, you know? But she's out, like, killing true true. I mean, she's doing good work just for... Think, think about, maybe... like, how many necromancers are there out there? What are the odds that <laughs> oh. of all the necromancers in the um, world... I mean, an elf necromancer, even, yeah. Yeah, it's like, what it, are the... there's more of those than there are regular ones, because they live longer. It's like, yep. you know, you, you pick it up as a hobby... Sure, you haven't. You're not a practicing necromancer, but you know you were, you were raised necromantically. You're exhaustive necromancer. Yeah. <laughs> what are the exhaustive list uh, of of names, or what is the exhaustive list of names of uh, elven necromancers that we have um, run into? Yeah, I think there's uh, just the one. I think there's yeah, just uh, the serial killer. Yeah, and what was that? What was the name? Again, <laughs> I am not going to dig out my notes for this, partly because okay. that was, you know, one one paragraph of our what if episode here. So I think what's also important for the what if episode 163 is that at this point, um, the lich that we are best friends with, um, whose name I am also spacing on. But Rangris. Uh, I remember that yes, one. Rangris. Uh, we can always just be like, hey, Rangris, we messed up. Could you, could you resurrect this? <laughs> Bring him back. <laughs> Bring him back. And then we'll be like, look, Gloria, we found your serial killer brother. It's just like a half-rotting corpse. It's a zombie. <laughs> and, then, and then she'll be like, no, that's not him. He has a mole on the other cheek. And we're like, oh, well, put him back in the ground, Fall Rock. 
and Mecha Farrakh just pile drives him twelve feet into the earth. Speaking of which, <laughs> the next the next uh, vignette here is knowing a battle with the iconoclast is on the horizon. Farrakh has started preparing the only way he knows how by holding his arms in the upgrade forge along with various metals. It'll be fine. <laughs> Um, that's how it, that's how it happens. Yeah, you're gonna, I, it's going to be a contrived series of coincidences that ends up with Falrock like locked in the upgrade forge for two weeks and nobody oh notices. Oh my god, he gets trapped in a time loop or something. Uh, Desmond has finally decided the time has come to uncork his ship in the bottle. Parentheses his bottle ship! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Instead I'm just of the mad that I didn't think of it myself. Yeah, you think you're mad. I'm mad at this. Instead of the ship being released, however, Desmond gets sucked in. He's still the captain of a very cool ship, just very, very tiny. Will the crew find him at time? And I am mad that I did not think of that adventure myself. Oh, that's good. oh no. Because that would be perfect. Yep. Uh, we have a pair. Leyland has been practicing his interrogation techniques with every shop owner he can find, and then there's a picture of. Dark Knight Batman that has WHERE'S THE TRUE CHURCH photoshopped over it. Uh, finally, we have Ched. Alas, poor Ched. In an effort to find out where, why Eric Cocker have a full set of teeth and lips behind their beaks. I oh, forgot. Oh, that episode, huh? Yeah, I forgot about that. He oh, travels back didn't. to his hometown and is there he discovers he's the only one that looks like this. Oh! oh. Wow. The yeah. reason for what this... Is that I he mean, is Chad actually was exiled for a reason? Changeling. He is actually an Earth Elemental stolen from the King of the Earth Elementals during the last Great War. The wings, beak, and skin were magically grafted onto his body as a baby. Now you know I have tremor sense. I hope you enjoyed this what if episode. Wow. I I kind of hate the implication there that Earth Elementals have human teeth. <laughs> I mean, calcium is an element. Ooh, yeah, it's from the yeah, earth. So it's carbon. Yeah, it's just as terrifying to imagine a giant rock monster with just a big set of pearly whites. Yep, we're ever seen rocks with teeth. <laughs> I'm like, no, we don't. I'm like full so, lips. What what I'm getting from this? No. Is if we ever need to go from on a hiatus for our regular sessions, Patches just comes in and runs the what if episodes. You know, the lost episodes. Yeah, and. We just go with it because tales, tales from the greater multiverse. <laughs> the, uh, we get our recording bottle switched with someone else's recording bottle. What if patches? Out... <laughs> what if patches is just Toadie? Actually, it could be. Who's oh the Desmond? Is Desmond though? Because it's not Desmond. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. not Desmond anymore. I Desmond don't know. Prime. This is a very Desmond thing to do. What Desmond has done so far, so. Maybe know. maybe the most Desmond thing that a Desmond can do is to improve themselves and become a more like responsible and competent person. Who knows? Yeah. Who defines maybe the what is, is the, the measure of a Desmond? Desmond is <laughs> Desmond is evil fall rock. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about evil. Huh. I, you guys are on opposite ends of some axis or another, but I don't think yeah. it's the good evil axis. No, I don't think so either. I think um, I think the like shadow doppelganger mirror party to the crew of Teliferous is a a party of order 
and rigidity and yeah. law. Where it, um, like it's it's a except and... for except for their one half giant Karloff, the anti Falrock. <laughs> Karlov. Karloff, yeah. Uh-huh. I I still think you could do a more lawful, more regimented Falrock. Like like oh. a Falrock who doesn't save people from slavers because it's not like the legal and yeah, slavery is legal. Way to go through it. Yeah, oh, so yeah. a Falrock who never went on an adventure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, like a... if Falrock when he commit like if he committed the arson, he would have immediately turned himself into the authorities. Right. He wouldn't have committed the arson. He w- yeah, he wouldn't have committed. The... Yeah. So, so a Falrock who is not born with the soul of a volcano. Okay. Yeah, yeah. volcanoes are too chaotic for lawful fall it's true it's true and it would be a, a tarajux without the the wild winds and uh, a desmond without the love of the sea what and it is is, a, a is that who never fled the roost you would all be ranking military officers in the juxian military on an airship <laughs> like strictly regimented yeah. ship shape that's what i was thinking yeah we'd, we'd be like a juxian special ops exactly like, you send why out don't, team. Why don't the Juxians just recruit Eric Hakra instead of having a glider force? You got something to say about the glider force, Chad? Uh, not Chad, no. <laughs> Me as a as a play, as a player, yes. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know that anybody really knows where the Eric Hakra are. Is that the Eric Hakra go out of their way to avoid getting entangled with groundwalker yeah, politics? Right. <clears throat> they're essentially However, a sovereign nation by virtue of the fact that nobody can get there. <laughs> right. Uh, that's quickly changing. Yes. Yes. Yep. The march of technology. The implications. How tasty. How juicy. Uh, Patches ends his letter Leave with me. a tantalizing tidbit. P.S. If you guys ever visit the Underfay, I recommend lifetime access to the bathhouse. The Underfay? Like, I don't know where that is, but I want to go. Anyway. Like the Underdark, but in the Fae world? Yes, exactly. So the, the place that was past the knife spider, the giant knife spider. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you call Dark Fae? Um, so, uh, um, big titty goth GFs. <laughs> oh my god. Like, don't some of the Fae already have those? Like, isn't that... I don't know. Uh, I guess we did. Yeah, the um, the Lady of Winter who took Desmond's memory did kind of have that vibe. So she was autumn, my only elf. But yes. oh. she, yeah, she was definitely still my autumn. only elves. <laughs> but like, she was at the tail end of autumn, where it's like, yeah, it's like, it's still autumn, but the first snow has already happened. She was the Lady of Spiders. The spiders can be winter themed. Can we? Rescue somebody from the Lady of Spiders. Look, all I'm saying is I Desmond. see a lot yeah, more me. spiders during the winter than I do the summer. It's because they're cold. They if actually... you're cold, they're cold. Bring them inside. Them in. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah. Desmond's actually pretty funny. Yes. All right. So what happened last time? Uh, there's some stank in the brew. And also Desmond is seeing ghosts, but the ghosts are wearing pinstripe suits. <sighs> And there's and a the function of our favorite mushroom people. Ah, uh, shit, here we go again. You say that, well, I guess Waffle was 
technically dead, or Terajux was technically dead for a good chunk of that exchange. I was. That's true. I, I was I was alive near the where the end. I got to burst up out of my shallow grave. Yeah. A nice little uh, teaser of death. Yeah. A little death. What was as a treat yet to come? Yeah. Doesn't compare to the real thing. It turns out. No. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we are going down a hollow column in the warehouse where the beer was stored to investigate what has been spoiling it. And my hunch is that the mushroom people are involved. But also there's ghosts, and the ghosts can't come into the warehouse, so... Duh. We'll find out, I suppose. Yeah. So... With Desmond as our guide. Oh no. I'm feeling we're going to find out together. <laughs> you are deposited right. at the bottom of this slippery slide coated in a fine layer of lichen and spores. Um, I clean myself. <laughs> no, this is me. Or no, you guys went after me, right? <laughs> yeah. They all tumbled down after you decided to uh, get on the slip and slide. So our slip and slide is a lot faster then because it is greased. Yes. <laughs> There's a comical moment where Desmond is like standing at the bottom, eyes all starry with wonder, and then you just slam into his back <laughs> one after the other. <laughs> um, and uh, you are... Ted, you've got really sharp elbows. You are uh, greeted by the sight of a large cavern that is... Um, covered in different kinds of mushrooms and fungus and there are fungal towers uh growing and being cultivated in this space by uh mushroom people humanoids that are you know on the tall side and made entirely of fungus eat i go up and try to greet them <clears throat> okay how do you do this there was a certain way I was able to do it before. It was previously, if I'm remembering correctly, and I may not be because that was legitimately like two and a half <laughs> years, years ago. ago. Um, it was it, more like a it internal was, connection thing. Yeah, it was kind of uh, telepathy, but with like images and sensations yeah. rather than words. Right. Red or Leyland. Does so would... speak with plants work on fungus? Ooh, that's a question for the DM. <laughs> I believe you still have that spell active, so I believe that Good. fungi are considered plants for purposes of D and D. D and D, okay, mm -hmm. okay. Which obviously I disagree with, but <laughs> well, yes, but you there have should no be a separate matter. speak with fungus, yeah. And it should be a higher level spell because you are consulting the wisdom of mushrooms. Correct. I send them visions of compost and like a feeling of welcoming. How about that? Um, there is like silently a bunch of these myconids all gather around Desmond with their arms raised up and all of you feel a wash of joy just uh. spread over you oh god they remember him uh, i feel happy and relaxed something's wrong <laughs> <laughs> um and you are greeted there are in their responses um 
there are like word fragments, sentence fragments that are implanted in your brain along with the images, and you they say collectively, the seer returns, friendship, joy. Yep, friendship, brotherhood. Desmond, what's going on? I'm, I'm their Jesus. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> who's jesus i'm sorry what um yeah jesus you know. is a an old juxian figure of legend i'm basically like uh the bringer of aquila to these people I'm... except without the aquila like spore god the spore god my brain has done a thing now where i'm trying to figure out what level of cleric jesus would be based on the miracles he performed well, he on. does um, conjure food and drink. Conjure food and drink. He does major restoration and true resurrection. So he's up there yeah, on him on himself. Kind <laughs> of. Well, no, I, I was thinking of Lazarus. Lazarus, but, but yeah. Oh, okay. Um. But yeah, no, that's we can get into that can be a discussion for a dm's corner sometime making making yeah. a character yeah. sheet for jesus that feels vaguely sacrilegious <laughs> yeah we're back in the 90s boys uh-huh. <laughs> satanic again ah <laughs> uh, oh, and we're back and oh to be satanic dnd those were the days uh anyway uh the the Myconids are overjoyed, and they they send you a feeling of happiness, and then an image of a Myconid that Desmond you instinctively know is older than the rest of them, and come follow. Hey guys, this one they want us to follow him. Why? Well, they didn't kill us last time. I don't know. Probably to get goodies and treats. I did wind up dead during that. As I recall. Yeah, but that wasn't the Myconids. That was the, the fungal Lita. rat yeah. king. Yeah. The fungal rat kings were... That we exploded. Yeah. Look, all I'm going to say is that the Myconids, while well-intentioned, have been known in the past to bungle things just a little bit. So let's all... Right, so let's listen. bungle things. You, you the party, have no legs to stand <laughs> on when it comes to bungling things just a little bit. Look, 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 I'm not saying that our glass house is not in shambles. I'm just saying that, like, I can see into their glass house, and I can see that they've got some stones precariously perched on a countertop, and I'm like, let's, you know, let's be mindful of that. Also, we need to figure out if and why they're poisoning the alcohol, so... right. It's by accident. It's always by accident, but it's still happening. Uh, I keep my eyes out for any, you know, fungal rats or... We've known in the past that fungal infestation, whether well-meaning or not, tends not to um, interact super well with wildlife. They were also doing it on dead hobos, as I recall. They weren't reanimating hobos. They were using the bodies to... As like a yeah, they didn't as a, a compost medium. Yeah, yeah, okay. Joining yeah, their consciousness also... into the hive. Chet, yeah. is this is this in character, Waffle? This is, is yes. I, I like. I am legitimately. Hey, okay. I, like everybody, let's not 
let's go along with what Desmond's doing because Desmond seems to know what's going on. But please keep your wits about you. Yeah, um, because if if that I mean, by your own words, they've shattered our glass house and have uh, you know a glass house themselves. Just the idea of Desmond leading us on and Terajax telling us to, ha to have caution. Like, <laughs> yeah, they broke our so, house. There, there is so much wrong with everything going on right now. Yep. Like, There's not a whole but, lot of figures of speech in Eric Cochran culture. Yeah, it's, it's a very literal language. Yeah. <laughs> it's very yeah. literal. Considering um, I don't have any sort of bond with these guys, I'm not going to try to speak. How, how can I put this into Eric Cochran terms? Um, oh, I don't know, but let, I have... Let he who evades taxes call the first audit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that makes a little bit more sense. There is... But right. oh, we don't have taxes. I know. Commies. <laughs> As you are... It's a commune. ...discussing yeah. this, um, <laughs> all of you start to see these images in your mind and hear yeah. these word fragments and feel this happiness and elation yeah. happy, happy feeling of oneness with nature yeah just a, a particularly a very particular form of of nature um i'm gonna i'm gonna try something here okay we were trained in the use of the gnomish cloud which is sort of like a vast information uh consciousness uh -huh. i'm gonna kind of go through the same mental motions that you would normally use to like access the cloud and like oh, no. i'm gonna see oh, if i can no. browse the mushroom internet <laughs> this mushroom. can't possibly go wrong no there's a joke here Help. about and spore <laughs> fruiting bodies but um anyway oh no <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> um they're happily most of the time. They don't, they're so innocent. Yep. Terajux, would you kindly make a... Constitution? Let's say Constitution. Check for right. me, please. Because um, we need to roll is dice. That, yeah. Um, is that a save or a check? Just a check. All right. Well, I'm not, not as good as those. Oh, yeah. That's only a six. Okay, um, so you you go through that sort of mental exercise, and you're not able to like plug yourself into the myconid hive consciousness, super consciousness, um, but you are able to bring the images and sentence fragments that are being projected into your brain into sharper focus. Okay. Um, I will send them back the mental image of um, two two hands floating up, making double finger pistols, and then a pair of sunglasses just kind of like clatters onto the ground behind them. <laughs> <You're still kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Do they see that exactly though, or is it is it what their minds would interpret? those to mean in Terajex's head. You, the five of you, see the double finger pistols and yeah. the sunglasses. Uh -huh. um, and there's an accompanying sense of, I guess, I don't know, what what emotion do you have attached to that? I, I think it's a hard emotion to capture in human words. Uh, there, there's a draconic word for it, but Tarajux <laughs> doesn't know it. Okay. 
they get they get whatever emotion you attach to the double finger pistols and sunglasses. Um, confidence. And some of yeah. them detach from the group around Desmond and come over to you and kind of make the same arm motions and go, Storm, ah. Storm, welcome. Yes. Um, oh, no. Yes. This is excellent. Like Desmond. uh, Desmond's jealous. This was his thing. All right, yeah. false alarm, guys. This is, this is fine. Everything's fine here. We're cool. <laughs> Lead on, and I, uh, I, I project some lightning bolt emojis around. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> How are the rest of you handling this? I'm mad. <sighs> I keep trying to send small like images back to them to like try to get their attention back. I mean, <laughs> you have by far the biggest crowd, and they are yeah. like, they're. They, it's, it seems like they're making an effort just to like, touch you, or at the very least, you're. And I already hate myself for using this phrase, but it's the only one that fits. Pheromone cloud. Oh no. <laughs> uh, I guess Leyland's wondering how did because obviously either they're all connected. And they just all all mushroom people know Desmond if they're all collected to some hive mind. Or these guys came all the way here from Jux, and I'm kind of curious how they ended up here. Um, yeah. So your your curiosity sort of spreads to the network, and there is an insistent reaffirming of the image of that sort of older Mike in it, although it looks exactly like all the other ones to you. Desmond's the only one who's like... Yes, this Del. is this is an elder. Yeah. So Leyland goes, "How did you get here?" And just receives a picture of a mushroom. It's like, "Oh, okay. I don't know yeah. what I expected." Uh, and it is it is accompanied by the the phrase, "Come, shadow, follow." Oh no, Falrock's the only one without a cool name. Okay, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna send a picture of Falrock, and I'm gonna send a name for him too. Oh, no. no. What <laughs> no. what name do you send? Trevor. I'm sorry, did you say Trevor? Trevor. 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 Uh no. The the Mykonids <laughs> like the same image of Falrock remains in your subconscious and the word uh, Trevor is erased and replaced with Spark. No, no no no. <laughs> Falrock conjures the image of himself and then emphasizes no. spark with sparkles. No. <laughs> I'm missing. Oh, no, no. You've named my hammer. You're not naming me. Okay. It was going to be a cool one, though. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, they're, they're now starting to tug a little bit on, like, Desmond's sleeves. All right, let's go. Follow away. And you are... Okay. Yes? No, I'm just following. Okay. Uh, so you, you're led through this these like columns of fungus past rows of growing mushrooms. There are little baby myconids running around, uh, which are yeah. absolutely delightful. Um, there occasionally you see circles of them standing and sort of swaying and clouds of spores floating out over their heads 
Um, there's a lot of activity. Most of it is incomprehensible to you because yeah. you are not mushrooms. Um, but as you as you walk, you like the over the overarching sense of joy sort of subsides a little bit to a, a contentment, and it is the sort of space left behind is filled with feelings of productivity and uh, sort of not industry per se um i'm thinking like the it's sort of the same feel as a picture of a bustling happy village okay and you are eventually led to a myconid that's about a foot and a half taller than the rest of them and a lot more knobbly and it doesn't look like it moves very much anymore uh, this is the one that was projected in your mental images, and um, when you arrive, its personal sort of mental field sort of takes over, and you are all warmly greeted by the Elder Myconid. I give a flourishing deluxe Juxian bow. In this case means I am bowing and I'm also projecting the mental image of bowing. What sets him apart visually from the other Myconid? Like I said, he's about a foot and a half taller, um, kind of wider, like there's more fungal growth. And okay. it doesn't look like he's quite as mobile. I, oh. I keep saying he, it. Yeah, I was like, this is like the Myconid queen. Yeah, does he have, like, a beard? How does he, uh... Male. It's... It is not... to it's use a mushroom. To borrow a phrase from <laughs> oh. Tumblr, it is not male-presenting. I see. Um, I raise from my bow. And I gesture... You do I what? Say, I gesture grandly upwards with my hands, and I say, Good fungus of the cavern! We have come before you... Uh, seeking the source of a, a terrible malady, and I, I begin to laboriously. I, I elbow form the no, middle. I elbow him in the middle of this. <laughs> I elbow him in the middle of this. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> Just let it talk. You have sharp it elbows. Wanted us, it wanted us here. Yes, I, I sharpen them every morning. <laughs> Why do you think there's a grindstone next to my bed? Terrifying. Um. And I'll wait for the Myconid to address us then. It yes. reaches out to Desmond specifically, and um, there is a, a sense of gratitude and recognition, and then a questioning, and you can feel it, its mental presence touching at the perfectly cauterized scars in your memory. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I'll just kind of give him a an arm shrug mental image and kind of like a, a hazy picture the things that I can barely remember but don't want anybody else to know that I can't remember things <clears throat> um, it seems a little taken aback by this um, and you feel you feel its presence grow a little bit in your minds, and then you hear it say, would you like them back? 
<gasps> I knew it. What? Is the Myco Mind? Oh, like it has a copy of Desmond. They've already downloaded parts <coughs> of Desmond, if not all oh, no. of Desmond. Or uploaded? We can't hear this conversation. Uh-uh. Right? No. You can, no. you get like, you know that there's a conversation happening. It's like somebody talking in the next room over, not loud enough for you to hear. So I, I'm then, while that conversation is going on, um, giving mental images to Mykonid nearby about again because i i'm i'm also curious how they got here and i'm like i'm sending out a, a, a feeling of um travel and, and and inquisitive just kind of like notions and uh <clears throat> mushroom circle i'm like I'm, I'm wondering if fairy circles are if they're somehow related to those and if if they like traveled through them or something Okay, so you you direct these these questioning feelings, and we are getting back to Desmond needing to answer in a moment here. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh-huh. You're directing, but for now, yeah. You direct these these questioning feelings, and you feel the the elder Mykonid, um its attention sort of splits, <clears throat> and all five of you, although Desmond may not be paying attention at this point in time, um, you see a bright spot and surrounding it is sort of a nebulous image of the sewers of Jux. And then lines begin to extend from that bright spot to form a web. And occasionally they'll converge or form another bright spot and more lines will emerge from those until there is an intricate network sort of splayed out in front of you. Uh, could everybody make an insight check, please? Or intelligence, whichever you prefer. I know what I want to do. The nine. Okay, we'll get to you after the results of this check. A 21. Uh, also a 21. A little 26. Okay. All of you, after looking at this for a moment... Uh, you realize that this maps pretty well to major population centers on the continent. So they're everywhere. Right, they're all over. But that they're we also drawn to cities. Well, there's probably the right level populations. of... Yeah, there's probably the right level of, like, runoff water, I guess, and dark places that have magical influence, I guess. Yeah, I'm wondering and, if there's like a waste. magic or a like psychic vibes kind of aspect to it. Yeah, like rather than just runoff and wastewater that would be beneficial, there's also like magic waste that would be beneficial to them. Maybe. Huh. Uh, <clears throat> from looking at this uh, mental map, is it is there an indicator of which Myconid colony might be the largest? It's easily the one in Jax. The origin point, as it were. Ah, okay. Um, Desmond, what do you do? Okay. Desmond reaches out um, and tries to touch the memories, right? Uh-huh. And it's really sad and, like, extremely 
he has a lot of complex feelings that he ditched. Uh-huh. So the what he sends the Mike and the guy is uh, a feeling of indecision and fear, and then a mental image of those memories being put in a box and then covered in mycelium, um, with the words "decide later." It's there's a feeling of ascent, and it pulls away from those those scars in your memory and. Uh, it says <clears throat> if you want them find the Mykonids and we can return them interesting okay I give him um, a message of assent and deep gratitude and also fear tinged yep. with fear me writing emails <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> Um, hey, hey, Desmond, what y'all talking about? There is no response. Desmond is I, deep in thought. I'm laborious. Trying to form I, the mental image of a barrel in my head. I'm yelling at children. What did you say? I'm sorry. I just asked, hey, Desmond, what are y'all, what are y'all talking about? Oh, you know, boat stuff and good old days from back in Jux. Don't worry about it. Fine. Everything's fine. Is he like starts to get even more wet. <laughs> I was just about to ask them about the uh, the brewery stuff, or you can if you'd like. They're kind of just down exhausted. Mm. Uh, okay, sure. I present a question of uh, the the building above and their interest in it, I guess. Hmm. <clears throat> There's a a vague moment of confusion and then realization and you the image of the of the warehouse but full of barrels appears <coughs> um and you see each of the barrels like start to shine and you can see a lot of little tiny specks inside each barrel that are uh. sort of moving around and and propagating and growing and living their best lives and the little glowing like the barrels sort of expand open and the specks fly out and disperse into the air and away and then there's a a sort of feeling of paternal warmth attached to this Yep, that's how they spread the spores. They're using that to spread out the spores. Got you. Well, okay. Group huddle for a moment. <laughs> yeah, how, how do we say uh, yeah, reflect paternal instinct, desire, good, alternative, question mark? I, well, so, I mean, the Mykonids clearly are not um, hostile towards life. They are yeah. If, if they are friendly. Right. So, like, I'm with this. I think, yes, absolutely, I want Mykonids on our crew. Um, for many, many oh. reasons, that would be super cool. Oh! oh. That, that, that... Hang on now, that is not where we're going with this conversation. <laughs> yeah, it is, come on. Um, secondly, so what, Are I think we taking maybe... the barrels with us, then? Well, like, the bad barrels? I don't know. We'll figure that out. I would be totally down for aerially dispersing Mykonids from Teliferous. Oh. If they, if they want that. 
Um, and in exchange. Well, in an exchange, yeah. So it sounds like they don't realize that the barrels are being ingested by people. So what if we explain to them that... <laughs> the concept um, of alcohol? The concept of alcohol, but the... specifically like, hey, look, maybe. here's a barrel, here's the spores. Oh, here's a dwarf who comes along and drinks the barrel. Oh, now the dwarf is sick and sad. And also, probably the spores are destroyed by the robust dwarven <laughs> digestive system. Gut, yeah. True. Yeah. Um, nobody wins there. So we would need to find them like an alternate source of food, essentially. Like they're looking for food that they can incubate spores in, which um, composts, some other waste material, maybe. There's got to be something here that we can either set up trade or explain that the myconids are just looking for yeah i've been actually trying to figure out what the myconids could offer the dwarves so that right. they could just make extra batches for the myconids honestly yeah yeah that would be cool too um or yeah even like specific fungal <laughs> probiotic brews right right how, how, how do, do we know the dwarves are going to be as happy about this colony of myconids living can under. Use, like, can you use fungus to keep, make cheese, or is that just bacteria? I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if there was a type of I cheese mean, out there that uses blue fungus. cheese is mold. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, uh, I just don't know that myconid fungus is edible. Yeah, it's psychotropic, certainly, but. What if there's a byproduct of the process that they can use? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, there's um, got to be some way to benefit both parties, but you're right. There's no guarantee that the dwarves would go for it either, so... Yeah. <clears throat> um, oh, that's I, funny. I have a couple questions for the Myconids, and I, uh, I am a little bit red in the face trying to create these images <laughs> in my mind. Um, Tardrux isn't a visual thinker. Uh, he's, he mostly, he does, he learns by doing, um, but, uh, specifically my two questions. The first one, I want to picture, uh, Dangaya from the sky, which is something that I can do readily because I've seen it from up there and then the continent and then back to Dangaya. And then I want to make a dotted, like rectangle outline of the gap between Dangaya and the <laughs> continent. Like, wait, how the heck did you guys get out here? There's a, a sheer drop into the anchor. They, they were here before it split. Right. My follow-up question being, I'm trying to get a uh, like a time scale sense. So I'm going to... Yeah, the only absolute time frame that I have to work off is the hatching. So I'm going to be like, here's the hatching. Here's uh, all four seasons going past. And that's one. How many times did that happen before you spread kind of thing? Well, I can I can tell you out of character that <laughs> you may recall that the, the colony in Jux was the progenitor and relatively new when you guys were there. Oh, okay. Well, I, okay, I <clears> wasn't <throat> sure. They did not at the time understand the concept of human life when you met ah, them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I okay, so they have been spreading alongside us during our adventures, basically. Uh huh. Okay, uh, that answers some of those questions. But I was under the impression that that Gaia happened not like well, that was recently. 
Yeah. Okay. So yeah. maybe they... they they only got they only got exiled like during our adventures, yeah, and then it took true. them time to figure things out. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, you're right. I just like, damn, those Mycodids got across the continent faster than we did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we were around the continent, they were spreading all over. So true. the winds carried them. All right. Uh, never mind then. That that about answers my questions. Um. I guess my follow-up then, I don't, I'm trying to think of a way to convey this intelligently, but I'm curious whether or not the Mykonids here know what the Mykonids in Jux are doing or the Mykonids in the mountain home. Like how, how physical is this connection versus how much of it is just, they have memories from the progenitors. Like, hmm. um, Okay. Give me a second to frame this correctly. It's like they're here and other Mykonids are there. And I'm like, is there a string between them? Do if, if one Mykonids learn something like I, I have like a Mykonid over there and like a, an idea or like a song comes into them. Do these Mykonids over here now have the ability to make that idea? There is, it takes a while for the intent of your question to... Yeah, I'm drawing pictures in the dirt. It's not helping. Especially because they don't have eyes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mostly for my sake. <laughs> there is a... That image comes back up of the network that covers the continent. Mm -hmm. And you can see that... Uh, the lines between these brighter spots, um, the image kind of zooms in a little bit, and you can see that there are little pulses traveling up and down them. Okay. And it zooms back out again, and you can see that the the island of Diangaya no longer has one of these. Ah, yes. Okay. Connecting that, lines. That was my. That was what I was trying to get to. Was. Um, this colony is physically isolated. Yes. And they, they don't, like, communicate magically or through some, like, fungal dimension. Okay. Well, are we going to take them back? Well... I was really hoping for a fungal dimension. I was too, honestly. I mean, I can, mean... I can Everybody tell you <laughs> that there is a fungal dimension, but you probably will not like <gasps> it very much. Oh, yeah, it's probably... <laughs> it's all full yeah. of that fungus that makes ants commit suicide. Oh, yeah, they, like, climb up to a really high point and just, like, die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that, but for humans. And then their spores get spread around. Yeah, yeah, yeah they would take the teliferous and go yeah. on a really high, yeah, yeah. suicide mission. Yeah. Well, well, we would be compelled. We'd be like, hey, guys, we should put all our points into hover height for teliferous. And everyone yeah, like, yeah, and then get yeah, a whole a bunch idea. of people onto the ship and feed them soup. <laughs> We're like, yeah, you know what? That's a really good idea. Yeah, people love soup. <laughs> There's um there's definitely and I'll like Desmond and Falrock would know there's a level of the abyss that is home to the demon queen of fungi, Zuckmoy. Mm, what? Yeah. Zuckmoy. Did you have that name. at the ready or did you just make that up? Daniel, please. I, okay. I think that's, yeah, that's good. That's canon. Yeah, that's, that's oh, is it one hundred percent canon? Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> I know. Um, 
anyways, the part of why I was asking that is I was really curious if there was like a fungal dimension because then the Mykonid colony on Teliferous could communicate with the other ones and we could like um, have like surveillance across the entire continent, but we would have to land for that. <clears throat> there is like, there's a, a mental butt that gets added on to the the separation. Slap it. Thank you for thank you for that. Um, I'm gonna leave that pause in so everybody can process. <clears throat> um, and it goes back to the image of the barrel and the bright spots all flying out into the air. And then there's a picture of bright spots sort of settling back. Um, and making their way down into the Myconid colony here. Okay. Mm. So they've got, like, so it's like the reproductive cycle, I guess. Or is it implying that the spores that they're producing in the beer go back onto the continent? Uh, make an insight check. We're going to roll dice, deckgummit. This is Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, that is a 16. A 17. <clears throat> the impression that you're getting is that information can still be transmitted via spores, but it is nowhere near as efficient as having uh -huh. the mycelium hardline. Okay. Um, I, I guess I explain to the fungus what happened to Dangaya. I, like... I, I make a picture of Falrock and Falrock's big loving family, and they're all having a good time. And then the mean old dwarf king comes along, and he's got big angry eyebrows and a dumb <laughs> crown, and he goes, blah, 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 and shakes his fist at them. And they all hurry away off to a mountain, and then he's still standing there going, blah, blah, blah. And then they get a really, really big pickaxe and hit the mountain, and it breaks away from the continent. And then... Uh, there, I explained to the Mykonids that there are still chains that connect it, and basically I'm wondering if they could string a fungal conduit along one of these chains to reconnect with the uh, the super network. It could, we could just help them relocate. Or that, yeah. I that's, that's that would solve the barrel problem and it their would. problem. How big is this, like, when you say a cavern full of fungus... We just, like, like, parade, like, dozens of mushroom <laughs> people out of the warehouse. And yeah, you, know, like, you come back out marching with... Marching down the street. With a, it's a like some kind of Fantasia yeah. broomstick situation where they're just, like, marching out. And we're like, yeah, yeah, this is all... It's fine. Oh, this is all fine. Right. Yeah, magic. Alternatively, depending on how deep this cavern is, we could bore up from below and evacuate them out the bottom of the continent. Oh. Yeah, but we don't want to mess with the integrity of their Yeah, no, rock. you're right. Yeah. All rock could get have tricky. to do some precision drilling, but um, we can make it work. I mean, they would understand if we explained the mushroom situation. It would yeah. make sense, and they would, they're not, you know, they're peaceful. They wouldn't be like, no, we must... Destroy the varmin. So I think we you know? present three possible solutions to the mushroom chief. One, they 
they pack up and leave. We'll put them on Teliferous. They can either hang out there as long as they want, or they can. We'll relocate them somewhere else on the continent. I don't know where we would put them, but um, oh, we could put them in the abandoned fortress that we found. Yeah, the True Church, uh, that underground river area. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the oh. one up near the Hatchling's Horn, full of adamantium. With the demon oh. spider. Uh, <laughs> but that was like way, way down that's... there. I'm talking about like the the upper layers that had yeah. like quaint little villages and stuff. If we yeah, put them like there's, next there's to a really lot valuable of upper shit, layer. isn't there a chance that they just get like destroyed later? I mean, I suppose, yeah. I mean, yeah, but that's with anybody that tries to help us or comes around. <laughs> that's yeah. true. Yep. So, yeah, but, the th but we're not going to typically have friends who are just, like, piled, who are just, like, living next to piles of adamantium and mithril. Yeah, okay. So option one, we relocate them. We'll discuss where we relocate them later. We could always put them in the caves under uh, Erica, uh, Cloudtop Airy if we really wanted to. Um, we'll put them somewhere. doesn't matter yet. Option two... We try to, like, uh, string some sort of fungal conduit along one of the, like, anchoring chains of Dangaya, and then explain to them, uh, try to broker some sort of peace treaty between them and the dwarves, and maybe they can trade for stuff, or maybe dwarves will get really into psychedelics, or, you know, something I mean, like I'm that. I think they find it useful, but than... still... I and then option three is we we leave them down here and we say nothing, which is probably uh, the least useful option. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I forget, how exactly do they get back to the continent, like the the main continent? Is there like a bridge they unfurl? Do they ride a gondola? Oh, the dwarves? Yeah. That's a good question. Because if they have a, a bridge that they just attach to the mainland every time they want to actually go over there not that they uh, you know want to do business with the mainland but um after what happened but if they've got some way then we can Joe, negotiate is there like their a use like some sort of traversal method there is a there is a bridge that they can extend okay because they can mm -hmm. also try to do something where you set up like a smaller fungal town shed on the opposite side of the bridge and then like every time the bridge goes down you swap two myconids and one of them will have the memories of the super cluster one of them will have the memories of the town and then if you switch them you complete both sets hmm. it'd be like uh it'd be like swapping yeah like hard drives. no i was thinking like just communicating with a server yeah yeah you specifically that you're moving physical medium but yes uh, well, if we think of the spores or the individual myconids as, uh, like yeah, a I was trying to signal. avoid spore communication because <laughs> it sounds like it's bandwidth limited. <laughs> I can I just say that this is extremely delightful. <laughs> I'm having a blast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think those are our options. One way or the other, we need to explain to the myconids that they have been noticed. Uh, and then probably ask their elder what they want to do. I'm just sending them a yeah. picture of us, like, riding the tree ship like a horse. And we're all, like, it's just me and, like, three or four other Mycanids. <laughs> and we're just, like, yelling, yeah! As we, like, yeah. drive, like, fly the off into the sunset. 
Absolutely. So it, it comes to I, it comes to random townsfolk in a true church run uh, area. We don't care. Myconids underground, they have our full attention. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I personally don't feel comfortable with the idea of them on the tree ship because I'd, I'd like not that they would intentionally, you know mess with anything but like it's just kind of what they do so i think teliferous is way more resilient than we give it credit for yeah and i also feel like teliferous would have would tell us if there was a problem you know or teliferous might even hurt them back actually yeah but in the same way that like it wouldn't let us land on the canker like physically would Mm, not yeah I think if we try to bring a mic in it on board and it's like, nope, no, 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 it'll and make just it snow. blows it up. Yeah. Well, it'll just move away. We'll be like, oh, okay. Well, what's, what's the risk that they're just going to start growing everywhere? Yeah. Which I'm like, I'm pretty but sure the... that's like a symbiotic, like, I think trees benefit. From well, this. yeah. But also there's no, what's the word I'm looking for? We don't have like a big compost heap we don't have like dead Ooh. bits of teliferous everywhere that they can take all advantage that, of all those pancakes we don't eat they just kind of <laughs> <out> the window. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that'll be my kid food yeah oh I... and 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 they'll get temporary hit points from it too yes <laughs> oh yes we'll have the most powerful mike and guard and that way when a bunch of oh fucking v-suit fumigators come in and put all their bees to sleep they turn the corner what do they find mushroom with a knife some buff motherfucking monster <laughs> buff truck mushroom men well because yeah we've got a personal gym aboard teliferous so like they're just in there pumping iron 24 7 i'm picturing like the the mushroom from dark souls that just kind of like run you over yeah oh yeah they hit like a truck. sometimes let them borrow my yes. grindstone so that they can sharpen their elbows yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so let's put together a mental PowerPoint, and then we present that to the the Elder like Shroom. Uh, and we explain the whole situation. We explain how the beer that they're drinking, or the beer that they are sporifying, uh, is actually made by friendly dwarves, much like Falrock, and they put the barrels here. And then over time, the barrels become ripe. But then when they take what the barrels back and they're full of spores, they get... They get nasty, and they don't they don't like it, and it makes them sick. Um, and we also explain the whole Dangaya thing and the chain, and I'm like, maybe you could run a connection across here. And then I also explain that we have a flying tree, and you're, you know, we'll take you on the tree somewhere else, or you can hang out on the tree, uh, or we can go talk to the dwarves, and maybe you guys can figure something out. And it's like, the dwarves are giving barrels to the Myconids, and the Myconids are giving question mark question mark to the dwarves and everyone's happy okay there's a lot of there's there a lot of a stuff lot. there um yeah that'll take some time to process for sure yeah. but yeah i think that's the easiest if, way to describe it all and if the mic edits can think of a different option then we are also open basically um, i'm asking the elder what he wants to do or if. yeah there's a there's a brief interlude where the fun- fungoid myconid equivalent to the Jeopardy theme is playing. <laughs> um, and 
images start to come back of the like connecting chains, but the fungus on them is like dead because there's nothing oh, to eat. Yeah. I suppose that's a problem. Um, the myconid is actually quite enthusiastic about like interacting with the dwarves. Oh, like there's there's a lot of excitement there and um, sort of like it's and maybe this is something that it's it's kind of that feeling of being in a class that you're really enthused about and you're like oh sweet I get to go to you know this class today and I'm gonna learn a lot of stuff mm. novelty yeah yes well if they like novelty they're gonna get a lot of that on the delivery. There is also, like, there's the mental image of, like, they it takes Desmond's mental image of the Myconids riding the, the tree ship like a horse, and they're very, it comes back very enthusiastically with, like, exclamation points. <laughs> um, okay. need to talk to the Soliferous about this first. Uh, it'll be fine. Like, okay, worst mom. case scenario, they're <laughs> in the garden, and they're not allowed on the tree itself. Yeah. It'll be fine. There's plenty of room. We'll fine. Gliffers is going to love it. We'll see. Just introduce them to Lady Blossoms. That's like, um, <laughs> fungus is like, there's like nitrogen fixing stuff going on. It's good for Gliffers. Yeah. It's like a it, balance. It could be. It very much could be. But I, first option is they're eager to meet with the dwarves. So we should see if the dwarves are eager to meet with them. Yes. So. Uh, okay. I last thing I do is I explain my my idea for uh, connecting them with the supercluster as like every time the bridge goes down, you swap two myconids, and then the myconids put their knowledge into the stuff. But um, that's there's, all secondary concern. Yeah. I I think we need to go meet with the dwarves. There's yep. a there's like a a brief consideration, and then like a. Um, an assenting shrug like yeah that would probably work um to the idea of swapping swapping myconids mm-hmm. as like hard drives myconid hard drives <laughs> it like maybe it doesn't even have to be a full myconid it could be like one dwarf's job is at the end of every week to just like go to a certain mushroom out in the woods and pick it up and <laughs> take it stories. into Dangaya and put it somewhere. <laughs> and it's like, that's that's the job I get paid for. <laughs> just, what do you do for work? I swap mushrooms? Uh, fungal displacement. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So right. there's a uh, a feeling of warm sense and like pleasure at having you guys around, and the the fungi the myconids are just like super happy that their friends are back. Yay! And you guys. as you are preparing to leave, and it does it sort of like highlights a way that you can get out of the caves and back onto solid ground for you. Mm-hmm. Um, the Myconid Elder reaches out and touches Desmond's forehead and Desmond oh. you are given to understand some things that we will address next time because it's time oh. for the episode to be over oh no oh, come on <laughs> That's... 
look all right let me let me no no, no no i understand uh... i understand i just come on mm-hmm. uh right so i've been joe your host and dungeon master for another thrilling D D adventure uh if you wish to get in touch with us you can do so at the alchemist club 88 at gmail.com or the alchemists club 88 at gmail.com i don't know why i keep doing this people only ever send fan letters to the one um <laughs> You can find us on just about any podcasting platform of your choice. Uh, seek us out. Tell your friends. Leave a nice review or comment. Um, spread the word. We'd love to have more people join us. Uh, and our social media platforms are... Matthew? Find us at the Alchemist underscore club on Twitter and at the Alchemist club on TikTok. And our intrepid adventures are... Daniel Planchette Fleek, who was picturing us going back to uh, Teliferous and asking for its permission, like the Rangers going back to Zordon um, and asking if we could add somebody to the party. (laughs) (laughs) Is it going to be the Green Ranger? (laughs) Oh my god. Uh huh. Uh, Who's next after Daniel? Awful, playing (laughs) Tarzak. Playing Desmond. I want to be the Green Ranger. No, I'm the Blue exactly. Ranger. You're the Blue Ranger. I'm Matt and I play Leland. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. I will settle the Ranger discussion before we record another episode. Or maybe you're the White Ranger. Tune in next you're time. Larry.